Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg from Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing how you can prove that you're from the future. Uh, Peter, um, how do you prove? How would you prove you're from the present? Actually, <laughs> well, I, that's, that's very stick, simple, stick, I would have thought. Stick, stick, stick to the topic. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's not, you know. Okay. Well, um, I'm beginning to wonder now. <laughs> he's, he's actually, he's being a bit evasive, isn't he? Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, is this pr the pre no no so how would you prove okay. you're from the future Peter so presuming this, that you're not so this so this was kicked off in my in my brain by a story I spotted and, and I've lost my notes so I forget the guy's name but there's a crackpot somewhere I think he's probably from the states okay. who claims he's from the future he claims he's from a couple of hundred years in the future sure um, and uh, it's obviously in the sort of the b-side press who are sort of making covering this you know sort of he means the sun <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. the telegraph actually um the uh, so they and they're making obviously may take making light of this but he's making various sort of pretty vague predictions as offering those as proof as to that, that he's from the future and it got me wondering if let's frame it this way so if if you from now travel back in time mm. kyle reese style so you've got nothing who's kyle reese from the Terminator. Oh yes. Yeah, and they arrive completely naked. They're just just them, no clothes, no oh. equipment, nothing. Right. So you got. You That's a hell of an excuse, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, but imagine you. It's got, all right if you look like Michael Bean, you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Arnold Schwarzenegger. So imagine, imagine you arrive. I don't know, two hundred years from uh, go from now in the past. Do you know that you're about to go back into the past? Well, let's let's. And do you know that you're just going to have? Naked I think we should say you, you haven't got time to do homework. Yeah, let's say you haven't got oh, much time. Okay. You, you just sort of teleport back. So assuming you don't get burnt as a witch or sort of thrown yeah. in prison, you're just going back with your general knowledge. You're just going yeah, back go with on. your general knowledge, and so I you thought start, you were going to say start, something else beginning with Jen. <laughs> Jen, then. But um, <laughs> you start interacting with people. You start sort of integrating yourself into the society. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you how how and is it even possible to go about proving that you are who you say you are from mm. 200 years in the future nice uh um, i mean you say knowing knowing what you know all you know all you've got is what you know yeah mm. yeah yeah and given it's that, tricky yeah it's tricky because i got i was sort of if that happened to me i don't really i'm not a student enough of history to really know some really fine details that I could go right next week yeah. such and such is going to happen I, I I know roughly when events happen but yeah, hour, day by day hour by hour no chance well that's right I thought and I, I was doing a thought experiment like wh when could I reasonably hope to do this because I was thinking well what if I went back to 1400 the next thing I can tell you happened is the Battle of Agincourt in 1415 so I'm going to wait 15 years probably being dismissed as a loony all the while <laughs> And and even then, you know, the, the France and England have been at war for sixty years at this point. And I say, oh, they, the, France and England are going to have a battle in the south of France. You know, who's going to go? Oh, like big deal. I mean, of course, they've been doing that for ages. I, 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 I so, it's a hundred years war for exactly. a reason. So yeah. fifteen hundred again. Next thing that I know about is the is the Reformation. So I'll have to say, what a theologian in Germany is going to stick a notice on a church in seventeen years' time? Well, no one's going to be interested in that. Okay, so first of all. Given that you're not able to prepare, right, what we've established almost immediately 
it's impossible probably to establish it on the basis of historical facts let's say that would be very very difficult unless yeah. you're super lucky and you happen to arrive somewhere where next week um 1065 in yeah a southern England, right 1065 exactly like, <laughs> yeah. yeah hey guys <laughs> yeah get a load what this yeah. is going to happen um so how what other kind of uh, what other kind of inf- is it about we have other kinds of information or other kinds of knowledge that could persuade actually people. i stop yeah, because i think I, you're right i think we're talking about proof by knowing Mm. And and we probably want to get on to proof by doing. Is there something mm. that you can do that can show that you're from the future? We'll get to that. Let's just put, put proof by knowing. Let's because it's not Stick even as straightforward as that. Okay. Because the thing that you have to know has I I mean because putting it in a modern context, you know, if someone comes comes down and uh, and and sp- I mean, what kind of level of specificity would we need from someone? To, and leaving aside the problem of causation. So, you know, let's say you were able to go back in time to, you know, September 2001 and convince the CIA that there's about to be this big terrorist attack. If you were able to do that, they'd stop it, right? In which case, you your proof would be missing. But let's leave that aside for a minute. Let's pretend that somehow you're immune from that problem. If someone came today and said, you know, what will we look for in terms of their level of specificity? And if this person from the future really is from 200 years time, you can expect them to be a bit vague about it. But what kind of thing do you want? What do you want? Dates and places? Weren't they quite specific in some of their things? Didn't they say that Russia would invade Ukraine? No, I think they said that a human and a chimpanzee would have the first child together and it would be able to speak uh but that it would have mixed features apparently and that that was going to happen in the not i don't know exactly right. when they said see the so, problem is that that actually that would be pretty cool if they could give specifically like maybe the birthday or something yeah of the chimp but but you thing is that that could happen anyway couldn't it i mean that could just be a good guess hold on let's think about this in another way um let's say you were from um another country right um japan germany whatever um and in the same time you wanted to prove to me that you were from japan or germany right not talking about any time travel you 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 would be demonstrating me to differences right and um for example you might speak fluent german for example and i would probably be convinced for example um so the difference is the knowledge that you have from your country um and culture but I guess what I'm trying to say... You can cross-check it, can't you? You can't do that with someone from the future. That's right. the intrinsic but, problem. But also, what is it that's different about someone from the future, right, than someone now? And you're talking about trying to prove what that difference is. And at the moment, we're concentrated on um, probably knowledge, yeah, um, about factual events in history. That's how you would prove it. So how else? I, I can't think what the other differences oh. might be unless you've got four eyes or something. Oh, no. Well, I mean, this is, I think, everyone's fantasy about travelling into the past, is that you appear in medieval England, yeah, somehow get an audience with the king or Merlin or something, and you, uh, because of your vast knowledge of modern science, are yeah. able very quickly to generate um, you know, the internal combustion engine and machine guns. Um, that's what we all think. And then, and then pretty soon you become the king. Because yeah. because of your incredible knowledge of modern science, but the fact I mean I think the fact is that most of us would struggle to make a scarf or a paperclip. Yes, um, would be alone, useless. Yeah. Would be worse yeah. than so. 
so I I that but but I I feel like we've we've covered the whole knowledge thing. But I think the interesting thing is what could we do? What will be what thing could we do? What technology might we be able to replicate? Well, you could somehow talk about the Earth being not flat but round, for example, depending on when you travel. Widely known in in those days. No, but, let, but, no, but I'm saying go back a bit further. But how would you prove that? However, they sort of however. Copernicus, whoever it was, figured this out at the time. I don't know. And well, you'd have to spend a long time making detailed astronomical measurements, mm. and they yeah. didn't believe him, to... and they yeah, and, and they imprisoned yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, to... sorry to keep sort of coming out. It might, would I think it would be much easier to bring someone from the past into the present and we're demonstrate to them we're all doing that ourselves, and we yeah. and demonstrate to them that hey, this is the present. You could prove that it'd be uh, or this is the future that you've come to. It's more difficult in reverse. Anyway, I'm yeah, I definitely you've got the whole you. world around you, and yeah. they can see the whole yeah. world. They would recognise. But I think that. there's something yeah. fundamental but, in that. Is it is it impossible? To well, do what we are asking. Well, well, n- n- no. So, how would you do it? Well, I'll get on to how. I think let's talk about some of the things you might think about, though. And I, uh, uh, this. So, sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, if if obviously what you would want is you would want some specific bit of information that is around the time that is something improbable, right? I think there's an. You know, it has to be um, an improbable event that you. Um, that you tell somebody because Mm. otherwise they're going to go well that was just as you say a good guess so I think you know you said well the the chimp and the human one is quite a good one because Mm. there's no way you're going to say oh well you know that was going to happen anyway wasn't it I mean um, you might inspire a few people to go out and try and try and make it happen but um, uh, so yeah I think there's got to be an element which is it's got to be really unexpected as well so even Russia invading Ukraine it's like we unless you were able to, unless you were able to say, "Oh, it happens on this date and in exactly this and you've way." Got to, so you've got to say that about a year ago, yeah, really, yeah. to be plausible. And I, I think also there's a way which you can deliver your predictions, which is which would help you. So rather than sort of spouting it on social media, which is what this guy does, right? I think if you if you uh, arrange for a disinterested third party to seal an envelope with your prediction in it, only to be opened on the very moment that the the thing was about to happen. That they were, that way you could sort of avoid any uh, possibility that your prediction and your your you know telling people about it has either brought it about or prevented it from happening. So that so you, if you did, if you could do that a few times, mm. that would be a, a yeah. yeah but imagine, imagine right? Imagine what would happen. Everybody would make the the sort of um, uh, Occam's razory type type uh, uh, judgment mm. that. Ah, oh, this is like a David Blaine type. Yeah, that's the problem. Type, yeah, yeah. You know how did how yeah. did they get? How did they, you know, um, actually change the envelope in this yeah. box yeah. that was? Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I was thinking that. Yeah, that that is that. Darren Brown has ruined it for time travelers because we're not going <laughs> to get uh, believe someone yeah. because we'll just think the magic trick is a more likely explanation. Um, I don't know where to go with this. Well, uh, I, 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 I would have thought uh, there's more to get into in in the whole question of what is there stuff that we could do or invent that would sort of well maybe not demonstrate that we're a time traveler but that would be of any interest at all like is there anything we could do when we go back in time that would in some way be advantageous for us or could we exploit the fact that we're from the future and and i because i think you know, it's a very famous, pen, um, very famous essay by Leonard Reed called "I Pencil," which is about 
who could make a pencil and he says um the you know and this is in the modern well the modern world of 1958 that if you think about all of the saws and trucks and rope needed just to just to get the trees and all the you know the cookery and the food needed for the loggers and the coffee that they drink and then you then you think about all the people who had to make the train engines to carry the logs and the people who make the paint and all the machinery in the mills basically there's millions of human beings who make a single pencil and uh, there isn't a single person in any of those millions who could who knows how to make a pencil that's making pencils on mass though yeah i think you could make a pretty passable pencil just chiseling out a piece of stick. well you could burn a bit of wood driving in a bit a bit of a bit of uh, or graphite if you could find it or lead would do yeah that's where i want to go really is is you know what um what could we do that would be genuinely um you know a marvel a technological marvel of some kind well let's so um chris you were going to say go well ahead. i was just going to say i mean obviously there's a, there's a bit of a genre of fiction in in all of this and you know one of the the kind of popular cultural references is the tv series outlander mm. uh where you had the the uh sort of second world war combat nurse going back in time to uh the 17, 1700s, yeah. mid 1700s yeah. or something, and able to apply her, you know, mo- comparatively modern medicine in that environment. So obviously, med- you know, medical skills would be would be key kinds of skills. I think that suggests another answer because I've watched the first series of that um, of that um, program, and how she convinces her partner. Uh, if I remember correctly, is I, th- I think the medical inf- uh, knowledge that she has is kind of incidental. I think how she persuades him is essentially through love and trust and, and, and saying, look, and she establishes that bond with him and to the extent where he definitely understands that she is from the future. And so what does it is not the facts, mm. not the knowledge, my, but that human connection. My, my reading was that actually he didn't believe her a word of it. But he, reckon? he he loved her, he did, so it didn't matter. He didn't believe her until third or fourth season when he comes to the future. Really? Yeah. I think he believed her in the first one. Well, anyway. but, I, but I think there's an interesting parallel here, which is about um, religion. Mm. Right, and I think if you look at uh, you know he, people turning up and and proclaiming things that seem preposterous, and and unprovable, and you're right in the end, the thing that wins people over is not necessarily the plausibility of the information, but the trust in the individual or the buying For into faith, the. Um, and also, just going a little bit further, because the thing you're trying to prove is probably unprovable. And so, therefore, you're not going to be relying on logic to believe that person, even if they can give you facts about who wins the derby next week, right? Ultimately, it does require that emotional leap, um, which is not necessarily related to um, rationality. Um, Yeah, maybe I've just diverted us. Um, Where are we? I've, I've not heard from Peter for a while. Pick up. Pick it up and run with it. I mean, as well, aside from what you know, there's possibly possibilities of like what you are, like your the, your physical nature. I mean, that might that won't necessarily prove it definitively, but the fact that you're that we're all in our forties and we're not losing all of our teeth and everything mm. else about it, that might might help convince a few people. You know, you're you're healthy and you can mm-hmm. explain that we're healthier in the future. Um, certainly, and people coming coming back, people coming from to our time, if they had sort of 
types of if they could prove that they had surgery or something that was not possible now like mm. they had brain surgery of some kind that we just can't do oh, it'd be hard to oh that's good though yeah you can imagine looking or the you know they say oh i've got a you know microscopic serial number printed well, on my for, new, yeah, new 3d yeah. printed example, liver or something that kind of happens in the terminator for example, sort of Go on, i have a thing called a loop recorder yeah uh embedded in my in my chest it's sort of it's like an ecg monitor but yeah. it, um and it's just below the skin yeah yeah uh, assuming that goes goes with me as an integral part of my body yeah um are you basically I've, I've dead a... if it doesn't yeah no 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 it just it just monitors but um yeah i've got but... a universal translator in my head or something is, yeah. are you is it called a loop recorder because this is quite familiar to you and it records something to do with the time loops you're trapped in that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Must be. i've got I a load of metal loop. in my arm but I don't think I want to prove it via that because that would mean, you know, be hard cutting. to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I have to cut yeah. it open and say, check that out. And and then, I don't know, I might die of um, infection or something. Um, yeah. What else? Where 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 are we well, with look, this? Well, I, I, I wanted just to mention an interesting phenomenon, called, mm. which is touched on this idea of, like, what could you demonstrate convincingly? Um, which is a thing called the illusion of explanatory depth, which is something everyone suffers from. It's a bit related to the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is about sort of overestimating your understanding or knowledge of something, um, which is that the uh, Liverpool University, I think, did a study where they asked people to draw a bicycle. And everyone was convinced they knew what a bicycle was. I remember this, yeah, go on. And when they were asked to draw bicycles, they were useless at it. Like, they drew machines that couldn't possibly work, or they yeah, got the frame yeah, wrong, yeah. or they had the, the the chain going across both wheels and all kinds of things. And they the the hypothesis here is that, you know, we, we confuse familiarity with understanding. So that an object we see all the time or use that we also therefore must understand how it works. And I think that means that we're going to be very ill-prepared as time travellers because we, we're going to think that we could just cook up a bicycle, you know. Like, I mean, because I, I was just sort of I, thinking about the things I could try and invent, like a compass. Well, I don't even know where you'd find a magnet. Where would I get a magnet? And I know, like, if I had a needle, I, I can rub it with something, iron, I think. If I rub a needle with iron, does it become a compass? But where do I get iron from and moreover where do i get a needle from that's going to float on water or something um even making a nail uh is quite a hard thing to do and you blacksmiths used to have to make them one by one and of course you've got to know how to cast iron and, and so i thought well what about a wheel i could mm. sure astound them by inventing a wheel but apparently before about 4000 bc carpentry was not in a state which was good enough to invent a wheel so i certainly not gonna be able to go back to 5000 bc and become king of the stone age people by building a wheel because i've got no idea how to do that mm. i mean it's all very well drawing a diagram but they're going to say well where's the wheel where's the this, demonst this, 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 this sort of weak pasty looking yeah. healthy guy yeah, yeah. who speaks a very odd language yeah I, drawing circles on the ground with a stick I have an answer it's not gonna for us. Whilst I've been sitting here listening to you, I've figured this out, right? Um, so what you would do, in the first instance, you, you need to give up on the idea of proving that you're from the future, right? That's the first step. All right. Okay, you need to... How let, does that get us closer to proving that we're from the you'll future? See, oh, you'll see. Right, okay. I, I'm going to answer. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. It's his nonchalance that convinces <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But get this, because then I... Because my, I, I, I've modified this, right? And so therefore, you live a life of satisfaction, um, because you do use certain bits of knowledge 
uh, from the future to make your life easier. So, for example, you know about infection, for example, and so you avoid the things that that might get you don't uh, drink Ill. out of a puddle, right? And also, like if uh, depending on when it is, if a doctor comes at you to cure your humuses or whatever your humours, that you know you tend to get away. Um, but also, you use your things like knowledge that the world is round, for example, um, and you use that to your benefit. Okay, go on. And what's your skip? Like so one, you- know the world is round. Two, something or other. Three, become a millionaire. What's the two? Yes. What's the step two? No, but bear with me. I, this is I just get this sketching out the overview right. here. Somehow you use your knowledge from the future to build um, yourself uh, to make yourself a powerful person, right? So don't, like don't that. have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Assuming assuming that's easy, right? Yeah. Right. So saying oh, and look, then assume, the moon's easy. Assuming that the establishment of the time just the roll over and let you take yeah. take control. Okay. Yeah. So you build your you make yourself a powerful ruler, and then once you are a powerful ruler. You say to everyone, actually, I am from the future. And if you don't believe that I'm from the future, I'm going to torture you horribly and you will end up being beheaded, etc. Right. And so you start to build this. So basically you make yourself pharaoh. But I think I think the issue we've got here, Fraser, is that we're we're saying it's not as straightforward as it looks to do that crucial step in the middle where you become all powerful. I think you could. Yeah. Well, because you know how to wash your hands. And so step two is your king. I don't I I don't. Here's one. So um, you build a bicycle. So you can oh. put your warriors on bicycles <laughs> yes. and make them more mobile. Yeah, but we've, we've established example. that things like metalworking and uh, and um, y- you know machine tools are going to be required first. You can make yourself a wooden bicycle somehow. I'm sure. Yeah, I, 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 I mean these I, are details, I, I, details. I, yeah. But don't you think my general concept is a good idea? I, yeah, but yeah, but I think we're saying that the fir- the interesting bit is the bit you rather skipped over, which is that's what? all I, what, becoming the, all powerful on the basis yeah. of modern day I, knowledge. I, 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 I've got I a slightly possible. more positive view. I mean, maybe it's because of because I'm a, a geeky engineer, so I, I think you might actually know something well. useful, Peter. But I think you know the <laughs> the, the, the sort of A level GCSE A level kind of physics and chemistry that you've got. I think you could do reasonably well. Certainly, setting yourself up as a sort of blacksmith slash healer. Yeah, you, you would have a, you would have an understanding of how the scientific method would work such that you could experiment with metallurgy a bit and improve the steel and then start you know selling that steel to 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 your whichever king you is in charge of you at the moment and then work your way up slowly but it would be really hard it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be easy yeah it wouldn't be like you know i think i think the best thing to do uh w- would be to effectively recreate works of art that you know were successful rather than paint not rather than painting things i mean like okay well you know i know all all shakespeare's stories for example right i'm I, they might not be quite as good as as well crafted as his i don't know them verbatim but i'm going to create mm. a s- works of fiction you could just go back and that, find william shakespeare and say i'll be you be my ghostwriter. Ghost you can yes. put your name on it yeah. but i'll yes. take half the i think profit. we're getting somewhere yeah. Uh, that you identify, you know people who were famous in the era, and you seek them out. You attach at, them at, at the point to them and ride on early, their coattail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But might you might get unlucky, and it might be you know thirteen fifty, and you yeah. just you sort of remember yeah, Chaucer might be alive. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Black Death <laughs> or nothing. Him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got a little bit of time still. Um, have we run out? Have we run out of steam? 
Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I, I think I think that there's not, you know, we haven't been given very much to work with because we're naked. So the if we could take a thing back, right? So let's let's modify this. You're allowed slightly. one thing. If that you're you allowed can to hold take in your one hand. thing that's yeah. going to help you prove um, that you're from the future, what would that yeah, one thing but, be? But but also not just to help prove you're from the future, but somehow stand you in good stead. So this thing is going to prove to be useful to you as well. I would learn to fly oh. and I would take an aeroplane with me. You can't hold an aeroplane in your hand. So that's mm. that's right out of Depending on where world. I was going. I'd probably take I'll go back to the future star and take an almanac of all the sort of race yes. results. Oh, it's a history book. Actually, so this is what yeah. you would do. You would take the thing back with you. Not that directly shows, but and arms you with that proof of knowledge. Mm. Yeah, I mean... One of the issues is I suspect our historical record isn't brilliant. No, that's, that's right. It depends what era you end up in. But yeah, what if you get it wrong and it's that time before they changed the calendars in the 16th yeah. century? Everybody's like, well, you're two weeks out with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? It happened last week. Yeah. yeah. So forget that. <laughs> 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 Didn't you hear? Yeah. Haven't you been um, reading the Latin news? Yeah. So, okay, so forget the proof of knowledge then. So then what would be the object that people would go, oh my God, this person is from the future? And it would have to operate on it. So if you took your phone back, that would be useless, right? right. Because mm. Mm. Um, if, you came, if you came back to our time, you could bring back a sort of portable fusion reactor or something in a briefcase. Something pretty useful. What about that a gun? That would be very complicated. A, a you'd run out of ammo, wouldn't you? No, pretty but fast. you'd have it for a bit. Yeah, I but mean, what would you... The only way you could demonstrate what it... I suppose you could shoot and deal with it or something. Yeah. And it would astound people. Yeah. But you'd... You know, that you'd be on borrowed time. You because the, the the king or whatever would say, oh, this is wonderful. We need a hundred more of these. One for each warrior. And you'd be like, uh, well, actually... And there's... No, they're that's like, the point where And someone's going to go, you know what? We can sort of probably work that without Fraser. We mm. probably don't need Fraser in the middle, charging a million gold sovereigns every time we use this gun. Let's grab it off him but will you have proved that you're from the future well yes i suppose you you could you could it would be plausible wouldn't it with a technology that advanced but but i mean i think i think this is where it, it becomes almost like trivial proving you're from the future what is harder to, is to think of the thing that will be useful to you mm. and so mm. i think the book the book is is a great idea because you could imagine ways that you could invest in things that were going to be in big that year you know or, or lend yeah. money to the right sovereign because you knew he was going to win yeah it's, de it's definitely something that you can profit for like mm. race results isn't yeah. it mm. yeah it gives you both i think okay um i think we will draw to a conclusion on that part of this yeah um so i've got a question um to to, to round us off and it's actually a very um common question but it's this dinner party thing right um, we're at Aleph Insights, or rather at the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. We're going to have a dinner party. Of course, all the all our, our usual guests and, and the people who appear on this are invited. However... The great and the good. Yeah, the great and the yeah. good, the good and the great. Um, however, fortunately, each one of us four sitting here can also invite someone from the past mm. to attend this rip-roaring uh, celebration. Who do you want to invite as your guest? Um, Peter. I I'd invite myself. Oh, and God. then give myself some lottery ticket numbers. Hey? Memorise these numbers. <laughs> Don't get too pissed. Don't forget them. And then uh, see you later. This is just not in the spirit. Is Peter of what... from the past going back to I'm the I'm assuming past, he's then. going home after dinner, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I like your answer. Or I'd say, yeah, go back, go, go. I'd go, be really go. disappointed if you turned up with I'd yourself. I'd say go back and invest all the money. You sell your house and invest all you can in Imagine Bitcoin. sitting between the two Peters at the I know. table. It's bad enough with just the one. Yeah. I think, I think you benefit from this, Peter. I'm not sure if no, the, we're the worse party off, does. aren't we? Because yeah. we've got double Peters. Yeah. So this, what was meant to be a fun event. And it's now... <laughs> we're just sitting in the corner plotting yeah. about how yeah. to become as rich as possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, although it's not quite in the spirit of why I like your okay. answer. No, Sorry. no, no. I like that. That's a good answer. I like that. Let's keep that. Um, anyone else? Well, it's a party, right? Yeah. And I think history's biggest party animal was probably Lord Byron. Okay. I think he would make a good. He would make a good addition to any any dinner party, wouldn't he? It would be, it'd be substantially more rip-roaring. Um, uh, plus, you'd get some poetry thrown in. You could probably convince him to read his latest poem out and stuff. Um, yeah, I was toying, but I was sort of wondering between that and, you know, getting Mozart to come and do the music. Yeah. But I think I'd go for Byron because be there'd be more lols, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, about right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I you know... I did think, do we want to bring a famous scientist from the past? I thought, no, not really. It's a dinner party. Even and also, if... we already know what they know. Yeah, exactly. They've <laughs> yes, written it all yeah. down, the morons. Well, I, whereas, you know, take Einstein or something. What's, you know, he's probably not going to want to sit there and talk about, you know, physics, is he? That's what he yeah, does but, well, that's it. Maybe he's just a great party animal. Um... Well, he might be, but then he's no, he's no different to inviting anyone else along, is, is my point. So I think if it's got to be a party, I think you need to find a, a famous party animal from the past. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Chris? Uh, I think Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, then you don't have to splash out on the wine. That, that's true. And, or fish or bread yeah. for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, no, I think I'd, I'd, I'd be like, go on then. There's a few of us here. Let's I think I'll do a trick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not do a trick, but, but com- convince us. Yeah. Well, I think it would be um, interesting because um, the Jesus that comes... I suspect would be a very different Jesus to the one that we think we know. Yeah, right. And he'd be what you think? I, I can, mean, the, the you think to... I can turn water into wine? Are you mental? I yeah. think that's the kind of thing I, I he'd think, be saying. I think there are got there are probably fewer figures who've had a larger impact on on history. Mm. No, so. no, I said God was bad, not that God was dad. Yeah, completely misheard. <laughs> um, by the way, our our party's turning into a bit of a sausage fest. But anyway. Um, so I would well go on then you pick a historical lady to no I don't want to um I Marie Antoinette she would be good fun yeah probably um I would invite uh, what's his first name uh Flashman he's not real he doesn't exist oh god but it does, no. So Fraser to pick a fictional person. <laughs> but the thing is, if we're already doing one impossible thing, let's do a second impossible thing. Yeah? Well, no, because no, no, that violates double, the whole point of the first... Because doubly impossible must yeah. be just as easy as singularly impossible. <laughs> no, it's too negative, so it's a positive, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's, um, too impossible It's pretty easy, actually. <laughs> yeah, you come to mention Simple, it. come on, learn your maths. So what's his name? Is it What's his first name? Flashman. I can't remember. Um, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the one from, from, the, from um, Gordon. Is it sort of George MacDonald Fraser? Um, no, uh, yes, but he was originally in Thomas Brown's school Yeah, he was in Thomas Brown's school day. Tom Brown's school, school days. But you know who I'm talking about. Like, Victorian adventurer right. of all the great moments I, I in history. I do feel that which fictional character would you invite to your party is going to generate a different answer. And I, I'm not allowing it. Yeah. Because none, well, of the, too late. none of the people I've... we've suggested have been fixed. Why not bring the Duke of Wellington or something if you want someone I thought on that about, line? I thought about... Um, I, I'd like to meet... Um, 
Um, Napoleon Nelson. 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 I'd like. Oh, Nelson would be good. He was another. But he. I mean, for all I know, Nelson and Byron might know each other, so they might just spend the whole time just chatting with each other. In fact, I think they might both have gone out with Lady Hamilton. They might have got. This might be a bad idea, actually. No, um, I, they end you don't up with a jewel on your hands. End up with yeah, fisticuffs. Yeah, well, that's yeah. fine because we got. So we'll forget that and we'll go back to Flashman. So I've said it; it's happened. So that's what's happening. Flashman's coming to the party, and, and he'd be a laugh. Yeah. yeah, well, if he existed, he would be. But yeah, um, right. We're going to stop there. Thanks as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. Been here with Chris Rag, Peter Coghill, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.